بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله ارسل الله تعالى بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا داعيا الى الله باذنه وسراجا منيرا فما بعد فقال تعالى يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون وقال يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما وقال نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه واله وصحبه وسلم ان لصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه واله وصحبه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدع وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار my dear respected brothers sisters elders it is the purpose of the juma khutbah for the khatib to speak about current critical issues and help to put them in perspective to chart a course going forward today the most critical issue that is facing us in america is the tragic series of murders in albuquerque and even more tragic haste with which this is sought to be labeled as a shia sunni conflict sectarian conflict there is a disease among cattle called foot and mouth disease which is fatal cattle cows die because of that there is a disease in human beings called foot in mouth disease in that case the person who gets it doesn't die others die and that's why i'm reminded by what my guyanese friends say about people with with foot in mouth disease they say he talk cuz he got mouth they say he talks because he has a mouth that's not a reason to talk that is that is a reason to keep it shut it is essential for us to understand what happened and to be clear in our minds about what we need to do because we are all answerable to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for everything we say and everything we do we first had news about the murders in albuquerque and just as we were trying to deal with the shock of that someone who should have known better than to speak and act on pure speculation of the worst kind decided to label it shia sunni conflict the truth is that as of today august 19 2022 this is still speculation and nothing more there is no evidence to show that this is shia sunni conflict however people unfortunately react to speculation as if it were fact and that leads to a whole new narrative about which the only real thing that can be said is that it is false I am reminded of a conversation that I had many years ago with an elderly friend of mine who is a Hindu priest in India asking him about the reason why there is Hindu Muslim conflict in India he said a wonderful thing he said to me and he spoke in 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 Urdu which is what we speak he said to me I'll say it in Urdu and I'll translate it he said to me 
پہلے دو لڑکے لڑتے تھے تو کہتے تھے کہ رام اور رحیم لڑے اب کہتے ہیں کہ مسلمان نے ہندو کو مارا اتنے فرق ہی سیڈ ان دی اولڈ ایز وین ٹو بوائز فوٹ ان دا پلے گراؤنڈ رام اینڈ رحیم فوٹ ٹوڈے جیسے مسلم اٹیکٹ ہندو اور ہندو اٹیکٹ مسلم سیم انسیڈنٹ نتھنگ ایز چینج ٹو بوائز فوٹ واٹ چینج از دا وے دیٹ اٹ واز انٹرپریٹیڈ اینڈ شارٹ ٹو بی پروجیکٹیڈ وچ ہیز اٹس اون کانسیکوینسز and a sectarian conflict was created where it didn't exist then i believe that this is the danger also today here there is no shia sunni conflict in america i hope this is clear but irresponsible statements and wild speculation especially by so called leaders can create a conflict where nothing exists Now, I wish there was something benign that we could ignore, but it can't. It is, post, it is potentially dangerous and must be stopped in its tracks before it does real damage. I call on the leaders of all national Muslim organizations to take a stand to ensure that we stay with the facts and don't jump to conclusions. So, what are the facts? First one. The first thing that we know is that one man allegedly killed four men and I say allegedly because the matter has not still been brought to the court and a judgment has not been passed. So until then, we cannot say this happened. We say this is alleged to have happened. The police chief who is investigating the case, his name is Harold Medina. I applaud his maturity and I applaud his wisdom. In the text, I have quoted the articles. He says that we do not want to label this a hate crime or attribute the actions to a serial killer because it would have been irresponsible for us as a police department to say that and further drive fear into a community which is already in fear. He continues, he said, we still do not have any indication that either of these topics or labels would have been appropriate. Now I wonder what those who are calling it a Shia-Sunni conflict know that the police who are investigating the crime don't know. If you really know something, facts, not speculation, then I would say go and share that with the police. Go tell them about it. The police said it would have been irresponsible for them to give the crime labels I applaud and highly appreciate their dedication to facts and reticence in speculation. And I wish our so-called Muslim leaders had displayed the same level of maturity and followed what the Quran says so clearly and remained silent until the facts had become clear. The Quran Al-Kareem in Surah Al-Hujurat, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala warns us and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu in ja'akum fasiqum bi naba'in فَتَبَيَّنُوا أَن تُصِيبُوا قَوْمًا بِجَهَالَةٍ فَتُصْبِحُوا عَلَى مَا فَعَلْتُمْ نَادِمِينَ Allah said which means, O oh, you who believe, if a rebellious evil person comes to you with, a, with any news, verify it, lest you harm people in ignorance and afterwards you become regretful about what you have done. Adi bin Hatim radiallahu anhu reported that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, the greatest propensity 
the greatest likelihood the greatest chance for good or evil in a man lies between his two lips and that is the tongue ibn umar radhiyallahu anhu reported that rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said whoever restrains his tongue allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will cover his faults whoever controls his anger allah will protect him from his punishment whoever apologizes and seeks forgiveness of allah allah will accept his apology and forgive him i remind myself when you that it is incumbent it is fard on us to guard our tongues and ensure that we only speak the truth after verifying it rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam went to the extent he said if a man comes to you and complains that somebody attacked him and blinded him in one eye and you see that he is blinded in one eye he said even then don't accept that statement go and investigate because the chance is that more than likely this man who is complaining to you is the one who started the fight and he blinded the other one in both his eyes is until you have verified do not uh make a statement about anything i want to remind you about and myself about the hadith where rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam some desert arabs came to him in a very bad state and that tatters and starving and nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam asked the sahaba to contribute to give in charity but people did not move and they saw the face of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam becoming red with his anger then somebody brought a bag of silver with coins and then another one among the ansar one ansari brought some money another one brought some more some more until rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam started smiling and all this money was given to those people and then he said he who introduces a good practice and someone follows him he the originator of that practice will be given the reward of the one who followed him without reducing the reward of the follower in the least and he who introduces an evil practice and someone follows him he the originator will be punished equal to that practice without without reducing the punishment of the one who followed him so therefore if we say something which results in evil remember that we will pay for that before allah subhanahu wa ta'ala second thing that we know is that the murderer himself has a history of domestic violence and problems which apparently of mental health and apparently an addiction to violence his religion has nothing to do with his actions whether he is muslim non muslim shia sunni has nothing to do with his actions because islam does not preach murder as we know but from his actions it is clear that he doesn't care what islam preaches or does not preach to quote a new york times article coming from a culture where women largely stayed at home is talking about afghanistan this man grew enraged with his wife as she was learning how to drive and he grabbed her by the hair and hauled her out of the and kicked her out of the car according to several reports the man was investigated for domestic violence several times in one security camera in the masjid caught him slashing the tires of another woman's car and the albuquerque's largest masjid where this happened has banned him from coming back to their place of worship so what are we looking at now this is a behavior obviously of a highly erratic man who has no control on his anger and his victim is his, in this case is his own wife who presumably is not here to hold him up as if 
And this is the problem. This is the problem I have with people who made this statement. To hold this man up as if he represents Sunni Muslims and to call his murderous actions a Shia-Sunni conflict is to insult all Sunni Muslims in America. I don't think we deserve that. I believe that those who are so quick to speak without facts and speculate and label must admit their highly irresponsible speech and actions and seek forgiveness. And, and, and as for all those who allowed themselves to be fooled, they must regret their foolishness and wait for the police to find the evidence of what really happened and why before jumping to conclusions. As they say, if you assume, you make an ass out of you and me. A-S-S, you and me. National Muslim organizations must, make, must take a clear stand on this and hold these people responsible and accountable. And I say this with great emphasis because while there is no Shia-Sunni conflict as we speak, it is possible that if these so-called leaders make their speeches claiming that there is a conflict, their followers may well make their words come true and we will all suffer the consequences. If there is something that must be nipped in the bud, this is it. أقول قولي هذا استغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروا إنه هو الغفور الرحيم. الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلاة والسلام على شرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم. تسليما كثيرا كثيرا فما بعده فقال تعالى إن الله وملائكته يسلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا سلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد The third thing that we know about this case is that of the two men who were killed most recently. One was a Shia, one was a Sunni. Now both the janazas were conducted in the same masjid, which is a Sunni masjid in Albuquerque, and they were buried in the same cemetery, the Muslim cemetery, side by side. Now that does not look like a Shia-Sunni conflict, if you ask me, right? On the contrary, I would quote this as evidence to the contrary that there is no Shia-Sunni conflict in America. The fact is, for whatever reason, it's one of the most beautiful things in America that people come here from conflictful situations and places, but in America they live as friends. Don't ask me why. Happens. Whatever my people may feel in their hearts, in public, they live together in harmony. And I make dua and I pray that long may this remain. If I take all the historical evidence of Shia and Sunni Muslims living in America, all I find is evidence of not just peaceful coexistence, but of friendships, of collaboration, of worshipping together, of being buried in the same cemetery. In our masjid, as I speak to you, I am seeing two of my dearest friends who are both Shia. I don't know if they agree with me or not, whether, I, whether they are my dearest friend, but I, I consider them to be that, right? So big deal. We have many Shia people who come and worship here. This is a Sunni mosque as we know. Alhamdulillah. I cannot find in all my 
research which I did for this article, a single instance of any Sunni imam or speaker or khatib anywhere saying that Sunnis must hate Shias and they must kill them. And neither have I seen or heard of any Shia imam saying that Sunnis must be hated and they must be killed. So where is this evidence? Right? Therefore, in my opinion, calling this thing a Shia-Sunni conflict is totally unsubstantiated, totally uncalled for, totally unjustified and positively dangerous. How many times have we heard our Imams and Khatibs mentioning Islam's position on the sanctity of human life? Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Man qatala nafsam bi ghayri nafsin aw fasadin fil ard, faka'annama qatala nasa jami'ah. Wa man ahyaha, faka'annama ahyan nasa jami'ah. If anyone kills a person, not a Muslim, not a Shia, not a Sunni, person, any person, Shia, Sunni, Hindu, Muslim, whatever you want, atheist, if anyone killed a person, not in retaliation or murder and or to spread mischief in the land, it would be as if he killed all of mankind. And if anyone saved a life, it would be as if he saved the life of all of mankind. Please notice that all human life is sacred in Islam and nobody without exception has any right to kill anyone. The reference in the ayah about retaliation for murder refers to somebody who is accused of murder and after due process of law and the basis of evidence, a judge from the court passes a sentence of capital punishment. In Islam, even if you see a murder being committed, you do not have the right to kill the murderer. If somebody attacks you, you can defend yourself. No problem with that. But if you see somebody committing murder, you do not have the right to kill that person because you saw them killing somebody else. Your job is to either to call the police or to arrest that person and hand that person over to the police. Vigilante action is not permitted in Islam and every human being is protected by Islamic law. As for anyone who knowingly kills a Muslim, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala cursed that person. Man wa man qatal wa man yaqtul mu'minan wa man yaqtul mu'minan muta'amidan fa jazauhu jahannam khalidan fiha wa ghadiballahu alayhi wa la'anahu wa a'adda lahu adhaban azeeman. Allah said, and whoever kills a believer intentionally, his reward, his recompense is jahannam to stay therein forever. And the wrath and the curse of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are upon him. And a great punishment is prepared for him. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to save us from this. As far as we are concerned, meaning Sunni Muslims are concerned. The question is, who is a believer? Who is a Muslim? They asked Rasulullah this question. He said, anyone who said, La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah. Who prays in the direction of our Kaaba. And who eats what we slaughter is a Muslim. What else that person believes or does not believe is between him and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As far as we are concerned, as long as the person is saying, La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah, saying, we don't go into his heart to see, does he believe it or not? If he is praying with us, 
And if he eats what we slaughter, that person is a Muslim. If the person does not say La ilaha illallah, if the person does not pray with us and he is, we don't know whether he prays or not, then we have no evidence to say that this person is a Muslim. This is our position. As far as we are concerned, anybody who says La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah and prays with us and with us, I don't mean in this masjid. Prays with us meaning he prays, whenever he prays. And we have evidence of that. And the person eats what we slaughter, we follow the Rasulullah Rasulullah That person is a Muslim. And this is the person who is our brother or sister in Islam. As far as sanctity of human life is concerned, none of this is even necessary. Every human being and his or her life is sacred whether or not they are Muslim. I'm making this, I know all of you believe this, but I'm just, I want to make this very clear. As in my official position as the khatib, let, let this be quoted in the whole world if you want, no problem. This is our position, that all human life is sacred. Now what we have seen in Al-Baqarqi are the evil actions of one man based on whatever sick ideas motivated him. To interpret it as anything bigger than that is to speak without evidence and to open the doors potentially to great evil. As I said before, if those who claim that this is a Shia-Sunni conflict have evidence, let them produce it before the police who are investigating the case instead of making false allegations and shooting off their mouth. Having said all of the above, first of all, we mourn the loss of life and we pray for the families of those who have been bereaved. We stand together to condemn all violence everywhere, no matter who does it and for whatever reason. Violence does not solve problems. Violence creates problems. Violence is the result of hatred. All hatred is fire. All fire burns and the result is always ash. There is no exception to this rule. As Muslims we stand with those who are fighting to protect human life everywhere. Finally, this is also a call for all of us to consciously speak the language of togetherness and harmony. Though we have no cause to doubt that there are, that there are, uh, those we have no cause to doubt in this case, there are always those who like to create conflict. They speak the language of extremism and division. Let us beware of them and never allow such ideas to take root even fleetingly or temporarily. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordered us to hold on to his rope together. وَاَتَصِمُوا بِحَبْلِ اللَّهِ جَمِيعًا وَلَا تَفَرَّقُوا وَاذْكُرُوا نِعْمَةَ اللَّهِ عَلَيْكُمْ إِذْ كُنْتُمْ عَادَاءً فَأَلَّفَ بَيْنَ قُلُوبِكُمْ فَأَزْبَحْتُمْ بِنِعْمَتِهِ إِخْوَانَةً وَكُنْتُمْ عَلَى شَفَا حُفْرَةٍ مِّنَ النَّارِ فَأَنْخَذَكُمْ مِنْهَا كَذَلِكَ يُبَيِّنُ اللَّهُ لَكُمْ آيَاتِهِ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَهْتَدُونَ Allah said which means and hold fast all of you together to the rope of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala which is the Quran which is this deen and do not be divided amongst yourself لَا تَفَرَّقُوا and remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's favor on you for you were enemies of one another but he joined your hearts together so that by his grace you became brethren in Islam and you were on the brink of a pit of fire and he saved you from it. Thus Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes his ayat, his signs, his revelation clear to you that you may be guided. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not prohibit us from having a difference of opinion. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not say, لا تختلفوا. 
Allah said, لا تفرقوا There is a difference between the two. There is ample room in Islam for differences of opinion and for debating about them and discussing and dialoguing not with the idea of converting anybody or forcing anybody to your way of thinking but in order to understand one another better. There is no problem with that. What Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala prohibited is the creation of divisions among ourselves, sects and groups. I remind myself and you that it is possible to have a different opinion about something yet be the best of friends working together on a million other matters on which we do not differ. Some people may think that this is not possible in matters of religion. But let me remind you that until, a, until less than a century ago, until less than a hundred years ago, blood flowed in the streets of Europe in Catholic-Protestant conflict. But today even the idea seems to be laughable and totally impossible. Though the Shia-Sunni conflict does not exist in America, I will not pretend that it does not exist. It does exist. And very tragically and viciously so in many other parts of the world. I submit that it is totally unnecessary except for those politicians, no matter which garb they are wearing, they are politicians who use it to promote their negative and haram agenda. Let us ensure that we do not allow that to gain a foothold in this country and that we remain peaceful. Let us not fan rumors about non-existent threats and let us not allow the seeds of sectarian conflicts to germinate. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his mercy. Rabbana zalamna anfusana wa illam taqfir lana wa tarhamna la nakunanna min al-khasirin. Rabbana faqfir lana dhunubana wa kaffiranna sayyatina wa tawafana ma al-abrar. Allahumma ahdina fi man hadayt wa aafina fi man aafayt wa tawallana fi man tawallayt wa barik lana fi ma aatayt wa qina wa sirifanna sharra ma aqadayt fa innaka taqdi wa la yuqda alayk fa innahu la yazillu ma waalayt wa la yaizu man aadayt tabarakta rabbana wa ta'alayt nastaghfiruka Allahumma wa natubu ilayk ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وفي نازاب النار آمين يا رب العالمين يا عباد الله رحمكم الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعزكم لعلكم تذكرون اذكروا الله يذكركم عدو يستجيب لكم ولا ذكر الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون أخي مسلم